Welcome ladies and gentlemen to episode 53 of the Dark Insight Podcast. I'm Cliff Goldsmith, back in the fray again. I'm joined this week by regular Mr. Jeremy Greer. How are you doing? Doing good, Cliff. How are you today? I'm um, good. Tired, but good as always. Always busy, busy, busy. Literally just throwing the kids into bed. Literally just picked them up and chucked them. Are you? Bye is now. that is that a, is that allowed in over there across the pond? Like you well. can just throw your you can literally throw your children into the bed. Yeah, the beds are bouncy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and also this week we have because uh, Josh is out for a little bit and Vader needs a break every now and then because he's done God knows how many episodes on this damn show. <laughs> What's he at, like 89% or something attendance rate? Um, the the last time I looked, <clears throat> he was at 47. Woo! Um, yeah, and we, we have 53 episodes. Damn. Um, <clears throat> oh, I'm well, sorry, 46. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in second place with 37 episodes, and you're right there with 34, and that's then pre- Josh has 12. So he's <laughs> killing all of us. That's, that's pretty bad considering I started this show. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, dear! Yes. So, in place of Josh and Mr. Vader, we have a first-time guest, but long-time friend of the show. You may know him on Twitter as Global Mega Dude, but his name is Dan Bucken. How are you doing, good sir? I'm okay, Cliff. Thank you very much for having me. It's uh, it's nice to be here. Well, it's lovely to have you on after so long, and especially. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows, but um, because of Dan, Dan's the reason I got to play Demon Souls. This man posted me his PS3 because he's amazing, but he's amazing. <laughs> so, yes, that you would have heard me talk of him in the past. So, yes, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, so let's just get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way. I uh, just want to say thanks to all the listeners the numbers are going up and up. Um, yeah, we, I keep saying this quite often. You must be thinking, oh, he's got to be lying. But our numbers are increasing quite dramatically. And it's really, really great to see that the community is growing and we've got a lovely community around us. So thanks to everyone that listens. Obviously, we don't have a Patreon or tip jars or anything like that. It's all supported by us. We pay all the hosting fees and everything out of our own pocket. So the best you could do for us is either share the show on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, or if you go to iTunes, give us a subscribe or a review. That would just be fantastic. It puts the show out there. That's the best you can do for us because everything comes out of our own pocket. So we don't expect you dudes to pay. Um, Yeah, and also we've got our blog up and running again. So if you feel you've got an article... Uh, a review you want to write or an opinion piece you wish to write and want to host on the Dark Insight website, just uh, give us a DM and we will sort that out. We don't really have any... When it comes to articles, we're pretty much free and easy. So uh, just give us a DM. 
Okie cokey. So, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to call that out. <laughs> Jeremy's Jeremy's texted me mid mid thing. He's saying he's saying his um his internet's dying. <laughs> you actually still there, Jeremy? I heard that. Uh, I seem to be cutting in and out a little bit. I'm not sure what's happening, so uh, I'm, I'll fix it. Though you guys keep going, and you know, <clears throat> I'll jump in when I can. So yes, as you were saying, we're uh, Jeremy's all, all his internet's all, all boggy at the moment. Uh, you still there, Jeremy? Have oh, are we good? Are we sorted? I think we're good. I think we're I good, have solved it. I kicked my router in the ass, and now we're having a good time. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, uh, so we just uh, I've got a few I put a few little bits of note news down I'm I know this is a gaming podcast but like this is the second gaming podcast the second episode on the trot now that I've put n- news about movies in our <laughs> notes I can't help it I keep seeing things that I really like and I just add them to the, the document I'm terrible for it but I don't know whether you see it at all Jeremy but they've um, just released the trailer for the new two-pack film uh, all eyes on me. I don't know if you've seen it at all. Yeah, I actually, um, I don't remember the last movie that I went to go see. It must have been Logan that we saw the trailer for this at an, mm. in the actual movie theater because um, that was the last time that I was around. So, yeah, I've, I've seen this. Um, my, my wife is a big Tupac fan. Like, she was, like, when I met my wife, she had, uh, like, a Jeep full of speakers with an amp and, like, blowing out the bass <laughs> and the whole nine. Um, and, but so she, she's always been, like, the big hip-hop person for, like, this era and everything. Um, I, I like Tupac. You know, I listened to Tupac growing up when I was a kid, as most white dudes did in the South. <laughs> uh, the, uh, I, I'm into this kind of movie. Like, I, I like it, but at, at the same time, too, I'm like, I, I also, like... This will be something that, oh, hey, it's on Netflix and I'll watch it. I'm not going to go seek it out. But it looks good. It looks, the dude looks remarkably like Tupac. I'll say yeah. that. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, he really does. I think he, he played him in um, the uh, the NWA bio film as well. Okay. And like I saw him in that and I was like, my God, he does really look like him. And I was like, he, sh- he should do a film just about Tupac. And then they announced this and I was like, ah, oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so they are doing it then. So, but yeah, uh, I, I'm quite a big Tupac fan. So, it's uh, yeah, it's another film that I'm I'm very excited in. So I've got Death Note, Tef- Tupac film to look forward to. At least, De- at least Death Note's coming to Netflix, so I don't even have to pay to go to the cinema. I can just sit, sit on my ass in the in the front room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, are you a Tupac fan? Uh, I'm not. No, I I'm not into that sort of stuff. Not. Um, not since I was young, you know, Dr. Dre and Snoop Doggy Dog back in the day. But um, no, I've, my tastes have changed a bit somewhat as I've got older. <laughs> I think I think most people's tastes have changed quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do still quite enjoy listening to the, the stuff that I listened to back then, as, as all old men do, you know. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, it always weirds a lot of my friends out because obviously like, being being my age, sort of, I'm sort of coming up to mid mid thirties now. Like, obviously, I'm. I, I, one minute you'll catch me listening to like supremely heavy death metal. The next, <laughs> I'll be listening to hip hop. Then I could be listening to video game soundtracks. It yeah, it does freak my friends yeah, out. With the, my musical range, it's just all over the place. I, I listen to what's with my moods. I find. But the the hip hop in the house is quite a, a rarity because uh, the wife really detests it. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, normally only goes on when she's out. She's she's a metaler, my wife. So, 
only metal when she's around. <laughs> I listen to a bunch of like nerdy, um, like hip hop. That's I don't know, man. Like it's just it just sounds weird. Like it's it sounds totally different than like your normal mainstream hip hop mm. stuff. Like um, one of my favorite rappers is this guy named Dose One. He did. Do- now yeah, he's yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah, he's doing all of the video game soundtracks in the world nowadays. <laughs> yeah. um, but he just came out with a project called Alpha, which is A7PHA. That's all on Spotify and YouTube. You can find it streaming or whatever. And that shit is just great. It's pretty much all I've been listening to for the last like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it? Cool. I, 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 I listen to my wife, like, I, when I listen to a guy called Tyler, the creator, she's just like, what is this you are listening <laughs> yeah, to? Yeah, Tyler's pretty out there. Yeah. Yeah, he's well out there. <laughs> I think it's crazy though. It suits me because I'm a bit, I'm a bit out there as well. She's like, you're just weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So two pack film, cool. Let's uh, move on from that. Anyway, I just wanted to for those people out there, go check it out. It looks good. Uh, the next thing on the note, obviously, everyone knows Persona Five has uh, come out recently to quite very high acclaim. It's doing very well in the ratings and stuff, but uh, Atlas have um they've they, they've basically put out a stream embargo on people after the games come out like normally you get these for press and uh reviewers and things like that but they have slapped this embargo out there for regular streamers and average joe and for average joe as well it's a bit of a nightmare so say if you had persona 4 if you wanted to go and stream it on your playstation 4 you can't. It's blocked. Excuse me. It's completely blocked. You can't stream from your PlayStation 4 of Persona 5, which is a bit sucky because not everyone can afford big setups with capture cards and stuff. Joe Average just streams straight from your PlayStation 4. And to actually lock your fans out of doing that, I think's a bit eh. And well, let me let me read this statement and then I'll, I'll see what you guys think. Uh, that basically here is a statement this being a Japanese title with a single playthrough story means our masters in Japan are very wary about it sharing is currently blocked through the native PS4 UI however if you do plan on streaming video guidelines above apply except length if you decide to stream past 7.7 I highly recommend not doing this you have been warned you do so at the risk of being issued content ID claim or worse, a channel strike account suspension. <clears throat> so, wow. uh, yeah, it's it seems a bit harsh, basically. So if you're streaming or... There was another thing they said, you can't talk about a certain boss past the first boss. And that's basically... A lot of people saying that means you can't even talk about the first hour of the game. So, yeah. I, the, the, the problem is, I think, at the moment, if you look of what's going on with it is kind of having what they call the Streisand effect because they've put this out and said we don't want you streaming this we don't want you talking about this it's made everyone want to stream it and talk about it and not give a F but people are starting to already get content claims and channel strikes which is real it's like sucking. telling a, it's like telling a baby not to do something isn't it it's gonna, <laughs> yeah. do, it. gonna do it that's the first thing that happens mm. What what's your kind of views on this, Jeremy? Uh, I'm I'm actually really torn about this. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I really like I really like sharing screenshots of mm-hmm. video games. Um, I like streaming video games. I don't do it as much as I I like to, but or as much as I would like to. Um, 
but I'm one of those people that are that is pretty sensitive to spoilers as well. And yeah. even though I have like basically no like I have no horse in the Persona race, right? Like I haven't played any of these games. I'm planning on playing Persona Five at some point once like the this incredible first quarter of twenty seventeen winds down. Um I I still don't really particularly care about spoilers for it, but like I remember, and everyone that's probably listening to this remembers me complaining ad nauseum about all of the spoilers for Dark Souls 3. And, you know, but at a certain point, once you put the game out there, mm. like, it's it's not yours to control anymore. My complaints have always been pre-release stuff. I kind of feel yeah. like it's up to the people that are sharing the files <clears throat> or, or streaming um, to, you know, not put that out in the wild. In other words, I don't think it's a problem for... Uh, streamers to stream the full video game the day it was released uh, because i have to go opt into that stream to be spoiled mm-hmm. um, i definitely can see the developer argument of like hey we put a lot of work into this and now you have four thousand people watching you play the game that's four thousand people that aren't buying that game now which i don't need to necessarily think that that works that way but i can definitely understand that argument uh, but to like lock out screenshots and to lock out that share function altogether i think is really is really really short-sighted everyone and their brother has on twitter that i've read about says like this is definitely an atlas of japan situation or atlas uh us or atlas europe or anything uh so i don't i, I really am kind of torn I, I think it's pretty dumb um especially when atlas isn't doing anything to crack down about uh there's apparently persona 5 spoiler bots on twitter so if you say the words persona 5 it'll respond to you automatically with a spoiler like they're not fixing that still can't stream the game so again, it just seems like something like, okay, well, you know, the horse is out there. Let's lock up the barn. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it it just it just seems a bit um, a bit crazy. And that, I, that, that's what I mean. I totally agree with you on the fact of pre-release. Definitely, after release is a bit. Just seems a bit much, you know. It just, especially locking down fans who really hyped to get this game looking forward to it they've been really pushing out there and telling telling everyone how good it was and you know it's it's i think i think it's just a bit rough it's a bit unfair what what are your what what are your views on this dan i i agree with with both of you i i do think they've gone the wrong way about it though Mm. by sort of forcing it upon people not to uh not to be able to stream it if you if you decide to watch a stream which spoils a game, then that's your decision, isn't it? I yeah. Mean, there's no need to no need to um forbid screenshots and, and things. I don't think very much can be spoiled just from a screenshot of certainly of a game like Persona Five. You know? Yeah, that's uh, especially uh, Persona Five is not exactly a small game either. They're they're like no. there's you can put multiple hundreds of hours into them. I I just think it's I, I can fully understand before release, but after release, I just think you're kind of taking a dump on your fans who have who are going to be looking after you and buying this game. But it does also seem, because this has come from obviously Atlas USA, and they even made a point of saying that it's the masters in Japan. So obviously this has come from Atlas Japan and they kind of like threw them under the bus with that comment. But it's, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a bit of a shame really, but it's a lot of people. It's, it's definitely rubbing um, people up the wrong way. 
Yeah, they're a bit more, they seem a bit more strict in Japan about things like this, don't they? The Japanese companies in particular. They do, yeah. And there's there's actually, I was listening to something today and they were saying about basically in Japan that when it comes to YouTube and streaming, these publishers and companies have actually drummed it into the the average public that cutscenes and stuff are covered over copyright and things so people when they get to cut screens they'll, they'll turn their streams off and things like this and they, they right. have been drummed into them that it's covered by copyright law which is bizarre like really bizarre and you'll see that you'll see that when you're playing ps4 games too right Where like <clears throat> yep. it'll um i don't know if you've ever been streaming Block something it'll, it comes up and actually just literally says like hey this is this is blocked yep. so you know you're not you're not streaming this right now only voice activity is being trans broadcast yeah yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I think, I think this is bogus. <clears throat> yes, it certainly is, and it's definitely it's rubbed the community up the wrong way. People aren't very happy at all because people are excited to get out there and stream it. So, yes. So the other big thing this week, obviously, we had our first um, showing of the tech behind the new xbox scorpio before i even say anything i just i'd like to hear from jeremy about it because i know how you love tech specs <laughs> uh, i don't um I don't, I don't really have much of an opinion about this i thought this was all of this stuff looks fine like you know there's a lot of teraflops in there i guess um i and here, here's the argument that I saw on Twitter a lot to, this week about these specifications is like, you know, Microsoft um, hasn't really, it, I think the public perception is that Microsoft has been failing, especially compared to Sony. And um, I think if you paid attention to the console market, you, you're likely to agree. Like mm-hmm. if you look at games like Neo and Persona 5 and The Last Guardian and Near Automata and not to mention all of the crazy indie titles and everything, like you just look at the release schedule for PS4 exclusives and Xbox exclusives and you're like, why don't I have a PS4 to play all these cool games? Um, this doesn't fix that. But at the same time, like, I'm not necessarily sure that it has to. Like, they're building this platform regardless of what games that they're going to get on it. So for right now, like, this is supposed to get the tech people excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I would be willing to put some money down that on E3, they're not going to talk as much about these technical specifications. They're really going to focus on games. Otherwise, why would you save all your technical specs for E3? And this is the reason why. Like, we're a couple of months away at this point. So get your technical specifications out there. Get everybody talking about it. You know, and then at E3, you can just have that games conference that everybody wants from E3. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft has again and again gotten um, hit with this, like, oh, you guys get up there and talk about TV, or you talk about this, or you talk about that. So I really think this is them setting up to just talk about games. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm into this. Like, I don't really, I haven't turned on my Xbox One in months. <laughs> um, so, but. I, you know that's and that's a, that's a running joke, but you know I know like CJ uses his a whole bunch. CJ probably uses his as much as I use my PS4, and yeah. it's just a matter of like where are the games you want to play are at. I, uh, I, I'm 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 totally into this. Like this seems fine. It just doesn't like I don't even get mad enough to be like oh ha ha, ha where is the games? Like I don't I don't <sighs> even get that mad. Like Microsoft is is trying to put all of their games on this one platform, including a whole lot of games on their backwards compatibility list. Like yeah. I think that's all really 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 cool. So I'm, I, you know, I'd show me a box. I'd like to see a box sometime. I'd like to see an interface because I think the Xbox One interface is pretty garbage. But, you know, show me a better interface and show me some cool games. Like, don't show me Forza. I don't need to see Forza anymore. Like, if you tell me Forza has 90 frames per second as opposed to 60, I just, 
I, I, I just it's just water on a duck's back, man. I have no, <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is the thing. Like, obviously, you know me, I'm a tech guy. I, I quite like all this stuff, but looking at these specs, yes, it's a powerful machine. But it's basically gonna do what the Pro did, just a little bit better. It's not going to change any of the core functionality or any of the games, really. You're just going to get better resolutions, better frame rates, better graphics. That's all you're getting. The games won't be changing. still be the same games, just they'll be better looking, maybe at better frame rates. So it's good that they've made it. And obviously, it's nice to see that a lot of people, those people who are into their 4K, if you want that true 4K experience, then it looks like the Scorpio is going to be the way to go because obviously the Pro can't reach that a lot of the time it has to use checkerboard upscaling whereas the scorpio looks like it probably you'll be getting 4k at 30 which i will say to twitter yes i'll eat my damn hat because i didn't think they'd be able to do it so i'll eat my hat on that one but i'm still saying this machine's coming in at 499 i'm not having it everyone reckons no they're going yeah it'll be 399 with this tech inside it 499 it's going to be an expensive machine, so it will be. Mm. It will be. I think you're right there. Yeah, it's, it's it's absolutely crucial. I think that they get the price right. And and from what um what the uh, chap was saying on Digital Foundry video, it, it doesn't seem that they're going to be able to keep the price down as low as what what I think everyone wants it to be. And and it's absolutely crucial that that the price is is right. I think the last two consoles that have had rough launches, the Xbox One and the PS3. They were they were insanely expensive, mm. and I think yeah, the, the, the same thing's only going to happen again. I do. Yeah, totally agree. Because that's the thing. Because um, they haven't just used standard parts; that a lot of them are customized. So they've had to have them specially built for the machine, which costs money. So mm. it's, yeah. Hey, real quick before we move off of Xbox stuff, Hmm. um, uh, like several months ago, like this is probably late 2016. um, Yeah. One of our one of our listeners got in touch with me via PSN message app, um, and uh, offered me his old Xbox One Connect. I don't I don't remember exactly what I was saying at the time, but I think I made some comment. I think I just gotten the Xbox One because I think I ordered it around Thanksgiving, and he said, "You know, I have one. I'm not using it. You should definitely check out all the cool voice commands and stuff." Um, Mm. And he sent it to me, and I've got it, and I got it hooked up, and I've played with it. I haven't really had time to do it, put it through its full paces, but it just occurred to me that I've never said thank you on the air. So to Agave six one seven, thank you very much. <laughs> really appreciate it. It was a really nice thing of you to do, and I'm sorry I haven't put more time and or energy into it or talked about it on the podcast. I, I definitely will at some point as soon as you know Microsoft remembers that they have a connect. So Agave six one was that was that the name his mother gave him? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. That's his, that's his Christian name. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that I don't. Um, I don't think he's on Twitter, so I think that's the, the that's the only reason. But yeah. No, that's super cool though. Yeah, that to be honest, the connector is a is a good little bit of tech, but it's just it just got underused. It is a nice little bit of tech. And this is the thing with um, Microsoft; they they do know their tech, they know what they're doing. But as it stands at the moment, I'm going to say it, there's not many custom games for Xbox at the moment. So I'm hoping come E3 they've got a lot of. Uh, Xbox games that are going to be Xbox only that can really push that system because they they deserve to be um, sort of coming 
doing good like I don't like to see anyone failing really and I like to see both companies doing well so hopefully they've got some killer games it's going to be because like right now the only two Xbox One exclusives that I'm a, I'm aware of that are on my radar is that pirate game, which probably won't mm. get a lot of play because it's, it's strictly multiplayer only, and uh, that game below from Cappy Games, which they've been showing that at E3 for like the last five years, and I don't know I don't even know what that game is at this point. I just like all of those people I like a whole lot, so I want to see what they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, very cool, very cool. Yeah, Xbox Scorpio, good specs. Better than me, pro. Uh, I reckon it'll be expensive. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't understand much of the much of the video that I saw on like Cliff. Mm. Uh, but what what I gathered from it is the Richard Ledbetter who did the video is his enthusiasm and his excitement for it yeah. was was clear to see. I think, yeah. and that that told me a lot. I think it is going to be a very very good high end console. I think it will uh, it will impress a lot of people, and I think it will be a good step ahead of the uh ps4 pro just yep. just from what he was saying and the way he said it yeah so it'd be interesting for sure yeah it's the way they've put all the bits together and the way they've that they've got mm-hmm. the um the mapping between each unit they've created these special things that can bring certain processes down i won't go into it but it i i even said months ago i was like the scorpio won't be doing true 4k there's no way they're gonna get that to be able to afford that in a box. And when I see it and basically seeing that they showed Forza Motorsport running at 4K 60, pretty goddamn impressive. But at the same time, that's the Forza Motorsport engine. That is a very, 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 very good engine and it runs well on most things. And also it's a racing game. There's not much to be processed. So we are you I can't go see, wrong with a racing game. You can't. Can you? No, that <laughs> this is where I want to see like a, something like Horizon Zero Dawn. I know I won't see it on Xbox, but something of that open world scale running yeah. on that machine, then we'll see. Yeah. Where oh, did it you goes. just did you say scale bound? Is that what you were looking <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry, Vader. <laughs> <laughs> see, it's, it's things like that. It's such a shame because like games like that look pretty good and f- to have things like cancelled, I do feel for the Xbox guys because they had some good games that have just been cancelled for no no apparent reason really. So I hope hopefully they can get back on track and and uh sort of please all the Xbox dudes. And yeah, I want to see think, them do well. Um, do you think there might be a surprise announcement um, at E3 or anything saying that Scalebound is now going to be on the Scorpio? And that's why it got canned for the Xbox One, because it was always a bit too ambitious for that, wasn't it? Well, the thing the thing they've that Microsoft have promised the same thing as Sony. They said any game that comes on the Scorpio will be playable on Xbox One. They, they, um, yeah, yeah they've true. absolutely promised that. So, yeah, I think that game's yeah, it's canned. <laughs> It's a shame. What a shame. Man, I'm looking through, I'm just like taking a <clears throat> quick look and I'm looking through like games that are coming out in April and hmm. uh, I don't see a single Xbox exclusive. And this is yeah. some GameSpot link that I Googled up, but like in the entire month of April, if it's coming out on Xbox One, it's almost, in fact, in every single case, it's coming out on PS4 as well. And like that's the kind of stuff that you need to drive these platforms is you have to give people a reason to, to buy these games or to buy these systems like i don't yeah. oh, man this is the same thing for june for <laughs> july august like we're gonna get into like stuff that probably don't have release dates for at that point but i don't see a single confirmed release date for an xbox one exclusive on the calendar right now which will obviously change around e3 but like 
what what are you guys doing over there? <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to get your Halos and your Gears of War out pretty soon. And I don't. And that's the other thing is like they're big, huge IP games. I don't really care about that much. I don't. I'm not a big Halo player. I don't care about Gears of War. Forza leaves me pretty cold, to be honest with you. Like even the I got it for free with my Xbox One and still didn't really put a whole lot of hours into it. So. Mm. I just wish their Twitch app worked better so I could stream Dark Souls or I wish Dark Souls was compatible on the PS4 so I could stream it there. That's all oh, I'm really needing in my life. I wish we could get Dark Souls or Demon Souls just on the PS4. I'm so... I just really... After the burn of Dark Souls 3, I just want to play a good Dark Souls game. I really we'll get want... a remaster one day. Oh, I hope we get <laughs> <One day>. something... <laughs> I just I really want to play them games, but I just haven't got an old console, so I'm either playing Bloodborne or Dark Souls Two again. And I, I've played Dark Souls Two and Bloodborne so much now, and them two, I've, Dark Souls One and Demon Souls, I've only played a couple of times. So uh, I'll just yeah, be good to get back into them. But lo and behold, we're back on Dark Souls again. It always happens. <laughs> it didn't take that, it didn't take long, did it? <laughs> uh, Thirty minutes, not bad. Right, well, yeah, that's that then. So, um, I don't know whether you guys see, we've had the uh, the BAFTA Game Awards were was the other night, and obviously uh, a lot of games got their awards. I'll just quickly run through what got what. Some of them are quite, uh, I think, well-deserved. So, we've got uh, Best Artistic Achievement went to uh, Inside, Abs, yeah, totally, yeah, definitely. Everyone, everyone, everyone knows I gave that game a ten out of ten. That was uh, one of my big games of last year. I absolutely adored that game. Very artistic wise, what a beautiful game. Love it. I might even go because now it's obviously it's on PS4 now because I actually got an Xbox for that game. <laughs> so, but yeah, now it's on PS4, so I can actually go and buy it again. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? Oh, best audio achievement, Last Guardian. Mm. Mm. Sure. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember audio standing out on that game for me too much, but okay. Fair enough. Best game went to Uncharted 4, Thief's End. Uh, what was it up against? Firewatch Inside. See, I would have gone with Inside, but yeah, Spike, there you go. That's the that's the weird thing about um, awards like that, like best overall game, and you're all of a sudden you're getting to a point where you're having to compare Uncharted Four and Inside, to, like, <laughs> make, a, make a judgment call. Like those yeah, are both and Overwatch and, and Overwatch. Yeah, like so you couldn't get three more disparate games in that in that Star category. Stardew Valley's in that category. Well, I mean, that's obviously should have won. Then <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with that Uncharted Four? No, I'm kidding. I just it's it's just so weird when you see these yeah. things, and then. I saw a little bit of a backlash on Twitter about like I can't believe Uncharted Four won. It's rubbish. It's the fourth in a series, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, like, who cares? Like, it, all these awards do are just award make make industry people feel good, which is a good thing. Yeah. And you know, like, give some some kudos to a game. Like, you don't. It's not a bad thing. You don't have to complain about it on the internet. So. And Uncharted Four is a damn good game. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uncharted Four yeah. is a lot of fun. <sighs> Yeah, what else we got then? Right, so we got uh, what best British game? I didn't even uh, Overcooked over at Team Seventeen. Well done, everyone at Team Seventeen. Uh, shout out to Ellie, their community manager, legend. Met her for the first time the other week actually at EGX Res. Lovely lady. Uh, so yes, well done, Team Seventeen and Overcooked. Well deserved. Uh, best debut game, Firewatch. Well deserved. Love that game. There's some tough competition on there. Firewatch, Overcooked, Oxen Free, That Dragon Cancer, The Witness, and Virginia. 
that's a pretty pretty good uh, few games in there. I would have probably gone Overwatch in that category, or uh, Firewatch in that category. <laughs> yeah, well, see, for me, it would have been Firewatch or The Witness. The Witness was pretty damn good as well. Did you see that, um, uh, what's his name, that does the Danny O'Dwyer from the No Clip that does the oh, No Clip? Oh, yeah, yeah. Stuff? He's got the No Clip video in a, of um, The Witness out. I need, I need to sit down and watch it. Like, it's, it's, it's great. It looks yeah, really, it's really fantastic. Good. I love the No Clip documentaries. They're so good. Have you watched the what, the, the Doom Free part? No, no. I've been I'm so Lord, behind on everything. So good. I, need, I, I really need to watch it. Have you seen any of them at all, Dan? I haven't, no. No, not yet. I'm aware of them, but I'm they, they are next-level documentaries. They're so good. But, yeah, I, I, I literally watched the witness one the other day and that's why i started playing it again i was like oh i need to play this game again and then obviously now i've got the pro playing it on the pro my god that is stunning on the it pro looks good, it, it looks and stunning good. yeah yeah so uh yeah love it uh so next one best evolving game went to rocket league sure yeah Best family I kind game. of fell off the I fell off the wagon of that game uh, after a while, but like mm. seeing videos and like clips of what they're doing to that game, like putting like baseball modes and basketball yeah. modes in it, like it's <laughs> it's gone crazy. So props to them for continually to you know do stuff with that game. Yeah. Uh, best family game went to Overcooked. See, I keep hearing about Overcooked. I do want to give it a blast. It does look like fun. I'll try and get the wife to play. It might be the first game we actually played together. But... I, I hear it causes arguments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, best not play that one then. <laughs> Just chop the salad. You're not chopping the salad. You did. Oh, what are you did? No, we failed. That's no, awful. <laughs> ah, dear. You're right. Uh, best game design went to Inside. Yay. Well deserved again. Yeah. Uh, best game innovation went to that Dragon Cancer. Uh, very interesting game, which I'm yet to play, but I do want to. Looks good. Best mobile went to Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best multiplayer, there's no surprise there. Went to Overwatch. Best music went to Virginia. Very well deserved. V- the music in that game was very, very good. Best narrative once again went to inside, inside cleaning up at the BAFTAs. Uh, best original property once again to inside. Look, I'm so stoked that inside have absolutely cleaned up at the BAFTAs here. Love that game so much. Uh, best performer went to Sissy Jones, who played Delilah of Firewatch. Uh, BAFTAs won to watch award Among the Stones by Blue Door Games. They spelt it gains though. Someone over at IGN can't spell. Uh, and the AMD Esports Audience Award went to Clash Royale. Right, okay. Why did that not go to Overwatch? I don't know. There you go. Right, that's your BAFTAs. Lots of inside. That makes me happy. I love inside. Inside is great. <laughs> Agreed. Uh New Neo Loki vid, uh, I believe, Jeremy. Did you put this on here? I did. Yeah, I always like to give uh, mm. when people in the community, you know, do new stuff. I like to give them a shout out. So uh, yes. we've had a bunch of people on our 
kind of friends of the show, including Leonard, Dr. Foss is dead on YouTube. Who's trying to get his channel going. Uh, the lore hunter is also, I think I mentioned him last week. He's got his channel going so go send, give him a sub. And then uh, this week, Neil Loki released the second in his LP, which if you guys know who Neil Loki is, you know, it's not going to be your normal <laughs> let's play mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> it's uh, if you're not, if you're unfamiliar, Neil Loki makes very, very striking and crazy souls and bloodborne videos. Uh, the way that I always describe them to new people is basically like, david lynch meets souls <laughs> like it's really out there and crazy and strange and it's they're all just amazing uh like there's one of his oldest ones is one of my favorites which, which talks about a uh he started those and there was a lot of blood stains in front of the doll and bloodborne so he started making this video about what happens around it and it's really like watching something like fire walk with me where you just have no fucking clue oh, what's happening but that, so that one good. is that video is so good it, I, yeah, I remember so, when I first watched it, I said to him, I was like, it really reminds me of the crazy uh, filters and cuts that um, Rob Zombie used in A House of a Thousand Corpses. Just like mm-hmm. mad, luminous greens and reds. And it, uh, it, I love his videos. They're so crazy. Ne- yeah, Neo Loki. <laughs> so cool. He's he, j- just an amazing, amazing video producer. Yeah. So uh, go go check that out. There'll be a link in the show notes. Um, go check out his channel and sub to that too. He's, he's really, really cool. Uh and that, that was really it. I just, there was nothing to it at all. Um, he's just, this is a different approach for him doing mm. like an actual LP. But of course it's, like I said, it's <laughs> not your mama's LP. So <laughs> go check it <laughs> no. out. Yeah, it's uh, near Loki'd up. Uh, I, I've still got to actually get around to watch these ones. I haven't watched any of these, so I'm looking forward to watching them actually. And uh, obviously I need to watch uh, Law Hunters. He's doing a uh, Blood Level 4 run as well, isn't he? So I want to watch them. Quite interesting. Uh... Right, so that's all the news and stuff. So we're on to what we have been playing. Uh, as you are our guest, would you like to uh, give us a little... Uh, what have you been playing? What what have one of the games you've been playing? What have you been up to? One of the games. Um, it's the same as everybody, I'm afraid. Horizon, I've finished that not so long ago. Oh, you, um, you 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 finished Horizon now? Yes, yeah, I finished it. I bought Horizon Zelda and Near Automata all roughly at the same time, but you, you just can't juggle them. You've got to do one and then the other and then the other. So Horizon was the first one. I've finished it um, not so long ago, platinumed it as well. It's absolutely brilliant. You how, how, how long did it take you to platinum it? Um, I don't know, around 50 hours, perhaps. I, I didn't look at a counter, but quite a few evenings, a couple of weeks worth of evenings, I would say. And, it, and it's not it's not difficult to platinum it. It's, it's, it's quite simple, really. Um, it's, it's, there, it's only about the fourth platinum I own after, after Bloodborne and Dark Souls 2. And so uh, I, I'm not a, a trophy hunter, but, you know, it's quite, quite a, a, attainable. And... Um, it's such a brilliant game. It's any excuse just to carry on playing it. Really, I just just enjoyed enjoyed being in that world every so, minute. Every so minute. You, you've been enjoying the game, sort of, because uh, I, I didn't uh, really gel with it too much. I I think I I think the problem was Zelda came out and I didn't really give it a chance. I, I mm. think I'm gonna re rent it and give it some more time. I think, but how sort of because um, I'm I'm a story man through and through me so yeah do you do you think the story's worth hanging on for and without doubt yeah the story ends up being being very very good 
and uh, and quite emotional, I suppose. Um, if you if you let it get to you, the, mm. the side quests and all the other nonsense that goes with it, not not so good. You know, they, I forget what most of them were about, but the the actual story and uh, the, the the plot and what happened in the past, it was is is very very good, surprisingly good, in fact, and well worth sticking with. So do you, do you do you think like you're able to mainline the story, or do you think you need to do some sort of side quest stuff to just be able to push through the later areas in the game? Um, I, I I would say you could probably mainline it. I uh, I I did um, did a, quite a lot of the side quests and, and what have you, um, and I was massively over leveled for the story. So I, I think you could quite easily mainline it and. Uh, within 15 to 20 hours you, you could have it done it's um it's quite achievable i think so and, and worth it yeah you see that's the one thing i had that's had me intrigued to sort of go back and play is because i've heard a lot of people have said that the story by the tail end of it is very much worth it and i i like a good story so <laughs> yeah it's uh, it is good. It's um, I won't spoil it, but there's a, uh, it's a lot. There's a lot more to it than you than you think. Yeah, um, so yeah, that's 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 recommended, definitely. Mm, recommended, Eddie. Uh, to, to be honest, I did have a quick go of it, and on the pro, it does look absolutely stunning uh, yeah. like, it's, it looks <laughs> ridiculous yeah it's, it looks look it looks game. really good without having a pro like I've, <laughs> I've played the first couple hours and it's especially when you get start playing around with photo mode it gets it gets really really good looking I, I need to return to that game i um i think i may have mentioned this last week but uh i accidentally watched a stream with the ending by oh, mistake oh, no. i uh a friend of mine from Don't Give Up Skeleton, uh, Paolo, was streaming it. I didn't quite realize he was about to finish the game. And then he finished the game. And I was like, oh, okay. But, I mean, those games, like, I don't really care about the story. Like, I wasn't really t- hooked on the mystery or, or whatever. So, I'll, I'll still play through it. I just want to see giant robot dinosaurs. So, as long as I can get to see some of those, I'll be happy with it. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, that's definitely the best bit about it. Some of the, the encounters you can have are, are great. They, they go on for 10 minutes and... You know, you're fighting one dinosaur and then another one will join in and then something else will happen and then the weather will change. And it's just, it's just fantastic. It really is. Hmm. Awesome. All right. Uh, Jeremy, I see what you've been playing. Because I see you and Dan have both got one game and it's the same. And I wanted to, I was talking about weather changing as well. So how, how are we getting on with Zelda? How, how's Zelda coming along? Zelda's fucking brilliant. <laughs> So, I don't know. I don't know if I've. <clears throat> I don't know if I've uh, talked enough sugar about it on this podcast yet, but Zelda is freaking amazing. <laughs> I uh, I just got to my second divine beast. I'm in the middle of that uh, <clears throat> mini dungeon situation, and I'm having a great time with that. I love the way that they do dungeons in this game. Like it's not. Um, <clears throat> there's a part of me that like misses the the old like sprawling huge dungeons from the early games, but then like having this huge open world and then encountering one of these things and getting to crawl around inside it and like change stuff and do stuff is just really, really, really good. So, um, yeah, I'm still kind of plugging along. I've found some more secrets. I've done some more shrines. I've gotten some more armors. Like I'm, you know, just having fun with Zelda. Uh, had any more, uh, trouble with the rain? Has the rain been driving you mad? 
<laughs> no, no, not as much. I don't. I think because uh, I'm in an area of the game where it doesn't rain, <laughs> so I haven't had any kind of problems with that. Uh, once you get to a fucking desert, you don't have to worry about the fucking rain no more. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, no problems. Really, no negatives at all. Like I'm, I'm still having a great time with that game. Like I, you know, even the small stuff. Um, like I had some uh, Korok seeds built up, so I had to go like wait through the animations, even skipping that stuff. Like it still takes a little bit to go through. Um, like well, like just, where he does his dance and stuff. Yeah, where he does his dance. Uh, and it's, you know, that's even that's kind of stuff, like the small niggling stuff is fine. So I'm having a good time with it. Dan, what do you, what do you think about Zelda? You haven't, you haven't had a chance to talk about it publicly that I know about. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the game I decided to start after finishing Horizon. And, and I love it. It's, it is great. And I'm, I'm playing on Wii U like, like you, Cliff. Um, the frame rate is, is troublesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much better the new patch makes it on the Switch. But on, the, uh, on on the Switch, it's perfect now. On the Wii U, it don't it? do nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, it didn't it, seem to change anything. Like no. I went to as soon as I saw the patch, it downloaded. I went to the um, um, the Lost Woods or whatever, which is like whatever village is in there, the Creeker Village or whatever, and uh, mm-hmm. still like the same exact same plunges and everything. So nothing. It it sucks. Like it's not great, but it's you know the the whole game, the game as a whole, I think makes up for it. Yeah, it, it does. I'm I'm half tempted to uh, to stop playing and 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 maybe it's my it's my 40th birthday in a, in about a month, so I might be able to nab a switch. I, I'm wondering whether to to stop and and get it on the switch. I, I don't know. Um, I would like to play it at work in between doing jobs, of course. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I don't know whether to carry on. I'm I'm just at the I'm just about to do my first divine beast. Um, I've, I think I've played about fifteen or twenty hours so far, um, but it, it is it is good. I, I'm very much enjoying it. It's it's very clever. It's very smart, isn't it? Yeah, it really does. It does answer the question of can I do this in really yeah. creative, fun ways. Like, there's not been a situation where I tried to do something and the game just didn't let me. No, no. I I saw on on a Twitter after it was after it was released, everyone saying that you can do do anything you want anything you can think of you can do it and i i sort of took it with a pinch of salt until i started playing it and it's, it's true anything anything you can think of you can do it it's crazy yeah it's it's really fun like i've, I've harped on it a lot but just man yeah. like the ability to, every time you do something new it pops up that tooltip and you're like oh that's how you do that thing like that's just so good uh that's just such a I don't know, like accidentally stumbling into mechanics and then having the game go like, oh yeah, you found this. Here's how you do it. Is is mm. is just such a great way to tutorialize something. I I really really enjoy it. Yeah. I, um, which um which divine beast are you at? Are you in the like what what area of the world are you in? Oh, uh, water desert. Yeah, the Zora village of the okay, water cool. which I think is the elephant. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much where I am. I'm just about. I still haven't got around to doing it yet because I've just having. I was just having a little break because uh, I started playing something else. Which damn, I shouldn't have started playing because that's gonna. That's another <laughs> time sink as well. But I'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, yeah, Zelda's still good, boy. And uh, yeah, the frame rate still bugs me because you know, mm-hmm. uh, people just say that oh, the frame rate don't bug them. Uh, frame rates bug me a lot, like really a lot, and. Uh, but for some reason, I can just overlook it with Zelda. A lot of other games I would end up putting down. I'm like, I can't deal with this, but Zelda's just too good to not play. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, ugh, such a good game. I, it's really annoying because like, I'm going to end up talking about Zelda forever, I think. <laughs> Possibly. At the rate I'm playing it, I'm going to be playing it for the next six months. <laughs> oh, it's it's it very much. Um, when people were throwing around the term "forever game" with No Man's Sky, I didn't really get it. Um, but this very much seems like it's not a forever game. But like, if you actually wanted to do everything and find all of the hidden stuff and find all of the Korok seeds and everything like that, like it's it would take you a long time. Like I'm, I will probably probably be playing this game for the next like three or four months minimum. Like yeah. it's a Especially with the, when it's on Wii U, like if the wife is watching some TV or something, I could just break out the Wii U tablet and you know do a few shrines or do whatever. Like it's really, really good that way. <laughs> I've got to the point now where obviously because I was in here and obviously with the new baby having to feed the baby changes back and forth, so I've now lugged my TV, my Wii U, and my PS4 onto the French dresser in the front room in the corner. So now in the front room, we basically, you know, we now have the 50-inch and my 32-inch, so I'm in there playing in the computer in the corner. on the. T- but, yeah, when people come around, they're like, why the F have you got two TVs in your front just room? Just tell them it's because you're, you're trying to follow all the games in the English Premier League. You're just trying to watch two at once. <laughs> That's it. got to watch all of it. Uh, dear. Yeah, so, but that's that's making life a bit more easier to play games now because obviously if the baby needs me, I can just grab a... Well, I posted a picture the other day when I was playing with uh, Lurker, old Kyle. He was helping me through the Ring City DLC the other day, but I had I was holding the baby whilst playing and he was like, oh, we have to get on the mic so I can tell you where to go. I was like, the baby's asleep, I can't really get on the mic. So he was talking <laughs> over... So he was talking via Twitter DMs whilst playing the game. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> it worked. It, it works quite well, though. He, he actually managed to get me through most of it. So, but yeah, thanks, Kyle. That was awesome. But yeah, so that's that's fun. Zelda's cool. But yeah, same principle. Like before, like when I had the TV in here, I could just take the Wii U tablet into the front room and sit with them and play on the tablet, which was it was quite nice. I really would like a Switch, but money says no it's a lot of money just for a one yeah, game yeah 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 it's it's it is a lot of money for especially for a game that i already own and i've got like yeah. you know, 30 or 40 hours into at this mm-hmm. point like it, that really is what sealed the deal on me not getting a switch for a while yeah. was buying zelda for wii u so they, thanks nintendo they, they need to show me uh some, a serious lineup before i consider it and but if they show me a metroid yeah, I'll find a way. I'll find that money somehow. <laughs> I'm the I'm the same with uh with Bayonetta. If if they had Bayonetta three or or anything like that, I I I would buy one instantly. I really would. Mm. We've got some Bay- Bayonetta um something or other coming soon. Actually, uh, yeah, on, be... on April eleventh, isn't it? Yeah. I, I don't quite know what it'll be. No. I don't know whether it'll either be a console PC port with the first one. Maybe not the second one because that was obviously funded by Nintendo, but who knows? We are we are yet to see. Yeah, interesting. <clears throat> yes, uh, Jeremy, what's this other thing you've been playing? Then Type Shift. So Type Shift is an iOS game. Uh, it's a word game, and um, it's it's a really really stylish free to play game. So you you download it for free and you get several packs of puzzles, and then you buy additional packs as you want to play. So um, picture in your head a like um, four columns with letters, um, and you know have it, and each column has multiple rows of letters. So let's say that there's just four rows, and your goal is to use 
each of the letters in a word until you have eliminated all of the letters. So you would slide the columns up and down one by one until you formed a word, you form a word and all of those fall off and then you try to form more words. Um, and the goal again is to, you know, find a use for every letter on the board. Um, that mode is totally cool and fine and it's really fun. But then they, there's also packs that have a crossword puzzle mode where it twists this up a little bit by having a clue at the bottom. So you have to figure out the clue and then try to form the word in order to match it. And uh, I am, for whatever reason, I've just been, I've, this week has been crazy busy with work and whatever. Um, so I've been doing a lot of, I haven't had a lot of time to sit down in front of my TV and play video games, but this really, really saved me. Like this was uh, <laughs> just having something to kind of mess around with on, on my phone. And for some reason, like I'm, I'm a big crossword puzzle nerd. I love doing crossword puzzles. And this is kind of a new take on that that is really, really addictive. I've already put like $5 into it just for buying the crossword <laughs> puzzle packs. And I, w and there's, I think I'm almost done. Like I think there's more that I need. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they'll come out with more eventually. But it's really, really neat. And again, free to play. So like you can download and you can try and I don't remember how many, but there were like, you know, at least 10 or 15 puzzles, like enough to get you an idea of what the game is in the, in the, in the base game. So. Say yeah, sounds, sounds fun. Sorry, Dango. Uh, is it on iOS or, or Android? iOS. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, just really, like I said, it's, it's not, it's, it's got a really, it's very stylish um, and it's, you know, nicely animated and, uh, there's nothing extremely fancy about it. Like it's just a word puzzle game, and you could probably find a million of them. But this one actually kind of had a, a new take on stuff. Like I, it's really fun making those words for for whatever reason. <laughs> do, do you know it's funny you saying that? Like <clears throat> I've been playing some iOS games this week as well, actually, <laughs> which is a, is a rarity for me because I don't normally play iOS games. But um, uh, obviously, I <clears throat> I was reporting at uh, EGX Rest. Uh, last weekend, last weekend, mm. Friday and Saturday, got granted obviously a press pass to go and report that. That was cool. Uh, they treated me great. It was nice sitting around meeting everyone. Uh, but it was a busy weekend, sort of trying to get around all the all the games, playing everything. But uh, I got to try out uh, one of the games. I got to try it was the new uh, Room game. I don't know if you've heard of the Room. Oh, yeah. oh I didn't. I didn't know you had played the new room game. Now I am extremely jealous of you. <laughs> mm, yes, I got to try a uh, room, the old sins it's called. And man, it's more room and it's fun. And I couldn't finish the demo. The dev was laughing at me because <laughs> I couldn't finish the bloody last puzzle. And I was like, oh, I feel <laughs> under pressure. Everyone was staring at me. I was like, no, I can't do it. I was like, I'll let someone else have a go. I spoke to him. I was like, how'd you do it? And he was like, oh, you just had to do that. I was like, oh, for really? Yeah, I felt like a right tip. But yeah, that's serious. That's yeah, it's a good game. I did try to drum out of them when it's due. They kind of, on a loosey-goosey, he basically said, maybe we're aiming for sort of the end of the year. But he said, you know what, you know how games go. Um, it, Yeah. So real quick, for people that don't know, The Room is a iOS <coughs> game um, that was released. And basically, if you've ever seen the Hellraiser movies, it's that it's that mm, puzzle, puzzle box, box from the Hellraiser movies, and uh, like it was unique at the time because they really leaned into the iOS um, touch mechanics. So you're 
you know, you're taking two fingers and rotating a something like counterclockwise in order to get it to click. And then you're, you know, using your finger to slide keys into places and things like that. And um, as the more you delved into this box um, that was inside this room, it, the more that it kind of opened up and became different puzzles and things like that. And then the second and the third game have come out and they're like, it's got a whole story like it's got a big narrative about multiple dimensions like it's got a lot of lovecrafty and stuff in there uh, it gets it gets crazy but the mm-hmm. core puzzle stuff are all still just very very much fun I, i'd love those games a whole lot yeah yeah they're very good i absolutely adore this series and when i got there and i was like oh the new room's here i was like oh, bowled over the dev and i had a good chat with him they're they're, they're really nice guys actually but obviously, they would, that's the only thing that was a bit cagey about was its release date because I was like, oh, I don't know if it'll be finished on time sort of thing. So I was like, oh, that's cool. But it was fun. Uh, basically, the, uh, the demo consisted of, it was like a like a doll's house in front of me and you, obviously you spin the, the doll's house around and you could select different portions of the house for different puzzles like the back door, the porch and, uh, and it, it's your typical, obviously, you've got your eyepiece, which you use to you put on to see otherworldly inscribings or views of the puzzle you're doing. You have your regular view and then you have a view through your eyepiece, which can show different stuff. And obviously, the first puzzle I had was fairly simple, but even stupid me didn't see it at first. Like you, you look at the front door of the house and it was sort of blocked over stick the eyepiece on and you can see through the door into the corridor but the corridor is twisted like uh like a spiral downwards and you obviously you had to get the corridor locked back into a straight position and i was like i was getting two fingers i was turning it i was twisting it i was like why is it not moving i felt like a right idiot because everyone's watching me because you know what these conventions are like like the devs there over my shoulder you got other people watching me there's me like mr press with me like hiding my armband because i didn't want anyone to know i was press i was like <laughs> being a right idiot I was just like, oh, I'm supposed to be here reporting and i can't even play this damn game and then i realized that basically what you had to do like I'll do this one. I'll talk this one puzzle. That's it. I won't say anything else. But basically, if you look at the stuff in, in the hallway, they're in the wrong position. Like the light, the chandelier would be slightly off to the right. And there was a chair in the hallway, what should be against the wall, and like a picture that should be up the wall. It was a bit too far down. And obviously, you had to get them into their correct positions to get the hallway to twist and lock into place, basically. But. Yeah, I finally realised that the dev was like, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking patronising <laughs> But yeah, then there was a, another puzzle where I had to twist this thing to unlock it, but I just could not figure that out for the life of me. But I was having some serious fun with that, and once again, it's it's still got your uh, your Lovecraftian Cthulhu monsters and stuff, which is is me all round anyway. So. Yeah, I've been playing the series again. Uh, one I played one the other day, and I'm now playing two again because I can play it on my uh, phone at work and stuff on my break. So I absolutely love these games. So if you've got uh, an iPhone or a tablet, go and check out the room. And you can the, the first room you can play the first level for free on iOS. So give it an actual try. The puzzles in that game are absolutely fantastic and. Well worth playing. But uh, yeah, Res was really good. Res was fantastic. It's uh, obviously, it was uh, an indie event held in London. Mo- mainly indie games, which was great. Because walking around, speaking to everyone, like most of the devs for the games were there with the games. 
and each game only had sort of one or three sort of units running a game and uh, it was a great atmosphere there a lot of or obviously the British media there the games media and stuff for that I, I didn't manage to bump into anyone because I was so busy running around and stuff the only person I obviously I bumped into was uh, Ellie from the community manager at Team 17 uh, she's a lovely lady it's nice to finally noted meet her. cool person no, it, yeah it's no, cool person I finally got to meet her I bumped into her it's quite funny actually because I bumped into her I was like oh Ellie she's like who are you I was like, it's good for talking to us. She's like, oh my God, yes. Right, sorry. She was like, I've been so busy. My head's like a moosh. Yeah, it's quite funny. But yeah, it's nice to me. She gave, she basically, she gave a talk on uh, forging your own path into the industry. And yeah, that was fantastic, actually. Really good talk. It's a really, really nice place. Uh, the venue's lovely. The games were great. There was a lot of good games there. But um, there was a couple of games there that I tried that really, um really waiting for now one was that game rhyme which was going to be a ps4 exclusive but they managed to i don't know what happened but they got the um the rights back now it's going to be on all platforms xbox ps4 and steam uh have you seen this game at all any of you um I, I yeah i'm aware of it i'm very interested to see what you what you thought of it because it looks great i think Mm. Same, yeah. I've seen just. I think we talked about it on the show a while back. I don't remember when. Maybe around E3, and I remember mm. looking at the video, going like, "How did I not know about this?" Like, it's, it's something I'm very, very interested in. I loved it. Uh, I f- yeah, I thoroughly. It basically, the, it looks like Zelda, but it's got that lovely watercolor look to it. Mm. Plays lovely. The controls are real nice. The puzzles were interesting and fun. And it looks like the world is going to be quite interesting as well. Like it's going to have a good mystery to it. It's definitely one to watch. Um, the best way I can describe it is if it, it reminds me of uh, games like Eco uh, and The Last Guardian, those types of sort of puzzle, not puzzle platformers, but puzzle adventure games, but 3D. Yeah, exploration based like puzzle stuff, yeah, right? Like where that, you're, you're yeah. going around in a big environment and solving puzzles mm. to get to more of it, basically. Yeah. But uh, finally, to get finally got my hands on it to play it, and yeah, that's real good game. Looking forward to that. So uh, it's one to watch out for, definitely. Uh, another game that I've got to play it comes out at the end of this month anyway, so it's not long. But uh, was Little Nightmares, and this is coming. Uh, Bandai Namco are putting this out, and it really, really reminded me of playing Inside, but just a lot more evil. <laughs> sure, it's, I'm into that. Yeah, it's but basically you play you play this uh, little girl. It the way it looks as well really caught me off guard because when you're looking at it, it reminds it really looks like those uh, like the stop animation films. I don't know if you've seen like Paranorman and like mm-hmm. um, Kubo and the Two Strings. It it looks like one of those films. It's a stunning thing to look at because it's on Unreal Engine Four as well. The lighting in that game is spectacular. But it's a side-scrolling, once again, side-scrolling uh, puzzle stealth adventure, I'd say. Uh, yeah, you basically you play as this little girl called Six, and she has been taken to an underworld, uh, underworld, an underwater world where the rich and powerful Moor 
live they're called the more and basically you've been taken into slavery to go and work for them and obviously i presume i presume we're on our way to try and escape and speaking to the devs there they're basically their take on it is that it is a kind of commentary on the rich and powerful of our world and the way they um pardon me the way they treat the lower class and such. So it, it does, it does, there is more to it than meets the eye. Uh, yeah, it's a beautiful game. Go check it out. Little nightmares. It comes out at the end of this month. I think, I think it's April the 28th, but it, yeah, it looks like another one right up my alley along those sorts of games. So yeah, they're the, they're the sort of the main ones that really stood out for me. There was quite, there was a few others that stood out, but obviously I've written an article which is going up on the website once it's edited because my grammar is absolutely atrocious and I need people to edit over me Did once you say I've your written. Grandma is absolutely <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> well, yeah. No, my grandma. <laughs> As you quite <laughs> rightly know, Jeremy, because you're the one that's looked over it. Uh yeah. Yes. So So what was um hmm. like explain res to me for someone who doesn't like I, this is the first year that i've ever is it just like a kind of like a pax east kind of thing where uh people bring their games so that they can get played by the public essentially yeah basically yeah if it think you're sort of your e3s and your packs but obviously it's just small independent games really then they've only got one or two big games everything else is all independent and all the devs obviously are there showing their games and yeah ugh. It is a, it's a wonderful atmosphere, actually. That's exactly what it is, and it's and it wasn't too busy. You don't wait too long to obviously try out games because it's small, independent. It's not super, super busy because a lot of people just they just want to play their big triple A's, you know. But it's great to see the joy and passion of gaming that these guys just put into put into their games because you can really you can hear it, you can see it when you talk to them when you play their games that they got a real love for these games and it is their passion and they're working hard to make a lot of these games. And there was a lot of games there, like they, a lot of indie games, a lot. Like a lot of them were PC only, obviously, but most of them are saying, oh yeah, we're going to be coming to PC and then hopefully in six months it'll be PS4 and Xbox One. So, cool. Yeah, very cool. Very nice. Very nice people. Very nice place. Uh, thank you, EGX, for providing me a weekend press pass. Uh, I'll be applying for another one next year. <laughs> <laughs> Most certainly, yeah. Oh, the only thing that let me down was um, Sean Bell from the Computer Video Game Show. He basically said that, obviously, last year they had fantastic artisan food stalls there. This year, the venue had basically insisted on their own catering, and my God, it was bloody awful like great gray burgers three pound boxes of chips and uh, yeah it was awful bar that it was great yeah it's a shame, shame that they lost those food stalls though because apparently they're they are fantastic but they didn't have them this year so yeah lots of crappy chips <laughs> yes so that's res res was great res was fun so I don't really have any more games, but I think uh, Dan has a couple more that he might want to mention. Yeah. Including, um, you know, maybe some Bloodborne chat, which I'm always down for. <laughs> oh, I don't, don't need an excuse to talk about Bloodborne. Um, 
Yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll crack on then, if that's okay. Um, yeah, Bloodborne is the best game on PS4, as everyone's aware. Um, I'm currently playing it up for about the 12th time, I forget now, but I've managed to get three of my actual real-life friends to uh, to play it as well. And they're, they are gamers, but they were very much against playing it. Couldn't be bothered with the, the, uh, the hardness and all that. Anyway, I've managed to get them playing it, and um, they've all completed it now. Um, one of them has got the platinum. The other one has almost got the platinum. He's at the end of the Chalice Dungeons. And the other one's just got the DLC to do. So I'm, I'm quite pleased with myself, actually. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's very uh, it's very satisfying having having three successful apprentices. It's, uh, yeah, it's always fun to get people into the into Bloodborne or into the Souls games. Like, it's just it's always a pleasure to see them and like to get the text or the messages to say like, "Oh my God, I can't believe that this happened!" and "How did I get out yeah. of this?" and that kind of stuff. Like, it's right, it's one right. of the best parts about um, being a Souls yeah, and man the, is sherpering someone, sherpering sherpa <laughs> somebody through. Yeah, and the fact that they were before they even played it, they were just just taking the piss, really saying, "What, what are you playing that not nonsense for? Play play a proper game." And as soon as they uh, they got into it, they're hooked. So I am uh, I'm happy with that. Um, even the the constant questions I get ask me how to do this bit, how to do that bit. It's uh, make, makes me feel happy. Um, the Dark Souls Three DLC. Now I, I listened to to last week's episode, but I had to turn it off when um <coughs> when the, the, the spoiler warning. So I don't know. What do you guys think of it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, Cliff well. left in the middle of the conversation, so that tells you yep. how much he cares. <laughs> uh, I genuinely just stopped talking, and Jeremy even had to say, he was like, are you still there? I was like, yeah, I am here, but um, yeah. Ah, man. Uh, I, I, I really like it. I've I've done the first boss, and I'm, I'm down in the, the Ring City area, and it's really good, I think. I don't know if there's anything after that, this this bullshit. Hmm. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that yep, there is. Yep. But like if you didn't if you didn't feel like the first part was full of bullshit, like you're pretty much safe on the second part too. Like they they do some things that are that they've been doing with Souls games. Like they stack um you know high hp enemies that have long combos on top of each other so you're you know you're your crowd you're managing crowds that are really really difficult to manage yeah um if you don't find the first part of that kind of irritating the second part it ramps it up a little bit but probably not enough to turn you off to it entirely i I didn't find the um the angels that shoot uh lightning at you or whatever i didn't find them too bad The, the bit i did find bullshit was at the very start of the second area with those arrow guys and that yeah that's not that, fun that was that was nonsense isn't it <laughs> it's not it's not great yeah Man, I, um, that, that whole dlc is nonsense <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll be i'm gonna be interested to uh hear the bonfire side chat boys take on it because um, mm. they, they've got richard pillbeam coming on for that episode which i'm oh, cool. excited about i, I like yeah, that dude. cool um but he's I, I don't think any of them are very positive about it and the people that i've seen be positive about it are pretty much only like nikki who was on last weekend and uh strenuous orb on twitter and i, oh man, I don't know like i just <laughs> but we know nikki's glutton for punishment that girl is just crazy 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see like where the community winds up. Like as it stands mm. now, like I just I have no desire to play Dark Souls three pretty much ever again. So remind me that I say that if they surprise announce DLC for Dark Souls three at E three, and I'll be like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> remind me that I said that back then. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a shame. I I honestly think if they just would have turned down some of the the bullshit HP bars, it wouldn't have been too bad. It just yeah. You know, um, I saw somebody uh, speculate that the the people that played this early were pretty much all streamers, and mm. there are streamers that are relatively known for playing stuff at the highest difficulty. So like if you're if you're targeting this game at the peeves and the loboses of the world that are playing this at new game seven on release, then you're, you're going to leave me behind. Like, I don't, Mm. I don't want to play games like that. Uh, I think that's what new game seven is there for. Like, that's what you have a new game seven for. Like, let these people play through the game 18 times to ramp up their difficulty or just put, you know, like at a certain point you've, you've made five or six of these, put a fucking difficulty slider in like, Hey, I'd like, give me the nightmare mode or whatever. That's permadeath. And I, I, all my items break in two minutes and, whatever like i don't i don't care like just don't make that that difficult for everybody like it's just it's a ridiculous thing at this point it's almost laughable how much hp uh the the optional boss in the dlc has like if you especially if you bring Mm. any more than like one phantom in there you're fucked so have fun with that do we think this is down to from soft leaning into that trying to make it hard thing or do you think that's namco leaning on them <clears throat> I, I, I mean, I really, I think it's, I think it's hard to tell. Like, mm. at a certain point, Namco is telling them, like, "Hey, you know, we want this game, and we think it'd be good for this. Like, can you do that?" And it's, it's also part of, you know, it's From's game. Like, they're, they're the ones making the software. They are making they the software, but Namco own that IP entirely, don't they? Yeah. It does seem like, like uh, Bandai are, are having their input, I think. But like you say, at the end of the day, is From are, are actually making the game, aren't they? So it's got to be down to them. At the end of the day, I, I I have a hard time blaming, or not necessarily blaming, but I have a hard time being mad at From Software or being mad at Nemco. Like they're just trying to make the best game, and by all accounts, this marketing push of the hardest game ever worked, right? Like Dark yeah, Souls Three yeah. sold well and again above Dark Souls One and Two. Like so, they're obviously getting bigger and bigger, but. I think that at a certain point you're going to leave behind people like me who, you know, genuinely like the difficulty. Like I like that Dark Souls is punishing and grueling. I just don't want to do the same thing for 12 to 15 minutes. So, yep. 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 It's a shame. It's a shame, really. It is a shame. And I'm just, yeah, just we'll, we'll, we'll see. <clears throat> we'll see with the next game, whether it was Namco leaning on them or whether it's FromSoft deciding that that's how they want to make games now. Their next game will probably show us that, I think. <clears throat> Whatever that next game will be, Armor Core, Bloodborne Two. That would be good. Yeah, we'll see. I'm interested. Like you, you got my attention. Like mm. see what you can do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? What else? Oh, uh, I've been playing Salt and Sanctuary on the Vita. Oh yeah. How's yeah. That? Awesome. That is a great port. They ported it over. Uh, and it was free if you'd already bought it as well, so I didn't have to pay for it, just downloaded it, and I've, yeah, I've been playing that on the go, and it's great to be back in the world of Salt and Sanctuary, actually, I've, uh, I forgot how good that game was. Excuse me. Did you um, did you listen to, speaking of Bonfire Side Chat, did you listen to them talk about that game? 
Oh, I haven't yet. <laughs> okay. It's interesting. They, n- neither one of them liked it very much. Uh, hmm. Nicole liked it more than Gary, but neither one of them liked it a whole lot. Um, and I, I'm way more positive on that game than, than they were. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of curious. I like if you would listen to that and what you thought. But, yeah, it's okay. Like, I, I, I like that game a lot. I don't have a veto or else I might, I might check it out over there. But mm-hmm. I, I was talking to Gary, actually, because he'd, he'd played Dead Space. I think he might have been for Fireballs. And yeah, he, he really weren't enjoying it. I was just like, oh, Gary, you're breaking my heart, man. <laughs> you're breaking my heart. I love that game so much. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Uh, what else? Oh, Nia. I finally dug in, started playing Nia. Um, yeah, near. Are you saying like near Automata or near, are you saying... Um... Near Automata. Okay. I thought you were saying Neo for a minute. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't no. know what it is. Like, I, I normally have no problem understanding you. Sorry about that. All right, mate. Come with the Neo Automata. In it, mate. Yeah, nice one, bruv. Yeah, Neo Automata. I finally started playing it. That's why I was saying I'm a bit worried about, obviously, with Zelda, because uh, by all intents and purposes, I've heard this game is a time sink if I want to get the most out of it, because I need to be playing it more than once. Uh, how far? How far did you get into it? Not very far because I fell asleep. I put the I put the baby to bed. Uh, I played for a couple of hours and I fell asleep with the controller in my hand. I paused it. I put it on rest mode. I'm hoping it's still there in rest mode because I don't think I even got to the bit where I could save yet. Yeah, you have to beat the the tutorial mission like the first boss in order. I literally. Oh, I, I was on the cutscene got really upset about i just just well i was in the cutscene where i just beat the first boss and that's paused in in uh suspend mode so hopefully it's still there otherwise i'll have to play through that again which isn't a problem because damn that's fun the combat is great the world is fun It, it just really reminds me of ghost in the shell and my god that music is fucking spectacular like that's a serious soundtrack oh yeah it's really really good um you should go i mean go download the the soundtrack for the first one as well like it's just as good and it kind of has that same it sounds very similar so like you'll you'll if you like that one you'll definitely like the the soundtrack to the first game yeah it's it's right up my alley like you you know my big love for ghost in the shell and this this game feels like it has that same vibe of sort of the soul and androids and uh, do they have a soul and it feels like it's going to go down that road that's what i can already kind of feel it i could be wrong entirely but i feel it's got that vibe to it but i i can't wait to to start playing it to be honest i'm really looking forward to it i finished um the original near a couple of months ago in preparation for it so, uh, did you get? Yeah. Did you do um, all the endings for the original year? No, no, it's it's a terrible game. I couldn't be <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a terrible game. But I think it's quite good. At, I just like some of the ending requirements are fucking stupid bad. The, like the the story was was great. I was uh, I was interested the whole way through, but the um it, it wasn't the best to play. I, I don't think there was a lot of uh, a lot of nonsense. Um, I'm having trouble remembering now, but I, I did YouTube all the endings and I, I did find out what happened afterwards. And I, I, I think it's, it puts the story of the new one in a whole new light. I think having seen that. 
Yeah, it um, it's it's really interesting what they did with that game and their and their new game plus endings. So, uh, like when you finish, I guess very slight spoilers. I'm not going to talk about any story details because I can barely remember them. But um, I just thought it was interesting when you went into new game plus, you start about midway through the game. Yeah. And you get a totally different perspective on these things that you have been fighting or, or, or and doing. Like the whole, the whole game is flipped around because all of a yeah. sudden you, you know some more information, and it's just fascinating. After that, you have to like go collect all of the items and then like go do all the side quests. And I couldn't be fucking bothered with that. So <laughs> I, I just did ending C and D. I just watched on YouTube, but yeah. yeah. Is it? Do you think it's worth me going back just to look at the endings on YouTube for the first one? Does it matter? Into I, this I one. mean, I I barely remember anything that happened in them. Right. Um, I think I think it probably would be more worth it, depending on how how deep you get into uh, the new game. So, like, if you were mm. if you're getting way way into it, and then like once you finish the game a couple of times and get to your endings, like then maybe going back and looking at that stuff. But I don't know that it would make a whole lot of sense without playing the game. So it, it, I'm sure it, somebody it, has done like a you know what you need to know about Nier yeah. before you play the Nier. Yeah, so go find yeah. one of those videos or something. I don't think it would have that as much impact as well if you just watched the endings without having played the game. It's it's quite a commitment playing the the game itself because it, it it can be a bit hard. But but to get the full full whack of the endings, I, th- I think you really need to spend a bit of time with the characters and and the story. But um, it won't do any harm to to watch it. Yeah, because I'm I mean I'm not going to go back and play it, but it might add to no. uh, do, does it does it actually follow on are the worlds connected or to this know. new one i'm not it's, it, because you know th- these are also related to um Drakengard games so which are connected to the original near game so like the short answer to that is yes but like the long answer and like how i could tell you that is just impossible to describe like <laughs> you, you start going into like some kingdom hearts level of crazy right, okay. bullshit stuff happening. <laughs> okay but it's all good at the time, unlike Kingdom Hearts. Like it just like it's actually like fun to to, to know about all of that stuff. So don't say that. I've, I've literally just got a disc come through my door of Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5 remix. <laughs> oh jeez, have fun with that. I've never played them, so I thought, fuck it, I'll give it a go. <laughs> have I made a bad decision with that one? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I'm. I, that's what about like I, I've played some Kingdom Hearts, but like I didn't really get into it. And then the whole game, like every single game that comes out that's numbered like forty-seven point three two thirds drop, whatever. Like I just, I think it's just so fucking ridiculous. Like it's, it's, and it probably isn't. Like I'm not trying to hate on Kingdom Hearts fans out there. Like Final Fantasy with Disney characters sounds legit. Don't get me wrong, but it just, it's so crazy and over the top now that I just can't help but make fun of it. I've just got. You've got somewhere to put your beer at least. Exactly. <laughs> sure. Uh, where is it? Was it that one? Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. What a stupid name. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just it's just kind of ridiculous at a certain point. So. Crazy. Uh, yeah, but near good combat's good. Oh, that's the only thing. That's a high. It's, it's a little bit hard. I had to turn it down to uh, sort of easy. I'm not very good at action games. <laughs> Yeah. Once you um once you figure out your dodge mechanic and once you start uh, once you get a few different weapons um 
like I immediately in the first area after the tutorial boss, I bought like the great sword looking thing. And then uh, I think I got a hammer or something too, maybe. Yeah. And uh, like you can assign any weapon to your heavy or light attacks. So yeah. you can start mixing up your combos pretty quickly. And then once you figure that plus the dodge out, like it starts getting way, the combat starts becoming way simpler. So, but that said, like the first real boss, like I had to use a ton of health potions for. So. Right, it must be really easy on easy then, because I think I've used one health potion to kill him. But it, the, it, on easy, it started me with loads of chips, like fucking auto attack and auto dodge <laughs> chips. Yeah, yeah, it does so that in uh, it does <clears throat> that in uh, what you call it too in the in the normal mode. So that's 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 definitely just a way for them to get you know for to teach you how to play the game and what's possible. Mm. Very cool. Looking forward to playing more of it. That is for certain. Uh, right, shall we uh, dive into the little bit of listener feedback that we got? Sure. Yeah. What What did we ask? Did, 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 what was the specific thing I just, we asked? You know, hey, just send, just send in a message, like whatever you guys want us <laughs> to talk about. Um, let me just do a quick check real quick to make sure we haven't received anything. Um, and we haven't. So, yeah, all of that should be up to date. Cool. Right, so I shall take the first one. This comes from our good friend, uh, Sentinel Plus, the Regents of Retweets. Uh, he asks, what are you looking forward to most out of potential E3 coverage? And has anyone bothered to watch the live action Ghost in the Shell film? Also, any thoughts on Hellpoint? First glance, it's the most Souls-like of the contenders trailer here, if you haven't seen it. Bug up, didn't see it. Didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> I, I actually put the trailer in there in case you guys hadn't seen it. I've before just seen that. Um, Let me just. I, I thought this was. Um, I thought Hellblade was this game was the game that was like going to be talking about mental illness and things like that. But that's a totally different game. So I, I had this confused. This just looks like a generic sci-fi Dark Souls clones. So um, I didn't watch the whole 15-minute gameplay trailer, but because it, it was like pre-alpha is how it's described. So like I'll, I'll wait for them to put out an actual trailer and start showing real gameplay before I, I get excited or, or anything about this. But as of right now, it just looks like standard bog-ass like Dark Souls clone. Yeah, yeah it looks like yeah. it looks very very early, doesn't it? But um, it, it's it's yeah. a it's a it's a clone. It's a proper exactly the same in it. Yeah, you've got footsteps. like it's it's similar animations. You've got an mm. HP bar. You've got a stamina bar. Like it's it's the whole thing. <laughs> Those animations are horrible, right? Yeah. But again, like I don't want to I don't want to fuck with it too much because you know pre-alpha, like I, you know. Oh, it's it's pre-alpha. It's not supposed it? to look right, great. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um, Ghost in the Shell film. No, I haven't seen it yet. I want to, but I'm skinned, so I can't go to the cinema. Urgh. I really want to go and see it. Really, really want to go and see it. <laughs> yeah. I've heard it's... Uh, by, yeah, I haven't... Yeah. By most people yeah. that um, were dubious of it, that have gone to see it and have actually come back, said, actually, it's a pretty good film. It is a pretty good film. It's not as good as the original anime, but it's, it's, it's a good film. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. And for me, potential E3 coverage, obviously... Well, hold on. Dan, did, have you seen Ghost in the Shell? Are you going to go uh, check it out? No, no. I, I don't think I've even seen the original one, <laughs> to be honest. Fair. Yeah, I've seen the original one, but not for a lot of years. And uh, seeing the trailer uh, for this, it's this is I, definitely, I, I, I watch a lot of terrible movies, so I'll, I'll watch this eventually, <laughs> but I'm not, like, not going to run out to the theater to see it. <laughs> I think I might have seen bit, bits and pieces of it, but never, never the, the whole thing. Cool. Sorry, Cliff. Go ahead. 
Nee, je plaat die wil, hè? Yeah, no, E3. Obviously, there's only one thing I'm looking for at E3. And it's got a, too, it's got, it's got a number two at the end of it. <laughs> uh, it's probably not going to happen, though. I'm just like, uh, that's just wishful thinking on my behalf. Yeah. I um I'm just very interested to see what From Software is going to do with the new mm. IP. Like you know that that's going to be the thing that I'm the most excited about because as as much as I like the idea of a Bloodborne two, I'm I'm way more excited about them because like the true Dark Souls trilogy, right? Is Demon Souls, Dark Souls one, and then Bloodborne. So whatever game comes in, the, in after that, like a new IP with the expansion of those combat mechanics, is yeah. what I am most interested in. Mm-hmm. I um and then you know like. All those E3 surprises, right? Like, I just, I love that stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious what Microsoft's going to bring to the table and like whether that's going to be get, get me excited about me having an Xbox One again, um, or you know, whatever Sony can you know pull out of the out of their hat. Like, that's going to be fun. What about you, Dan? Sony's been very good the last two years, I think. Haven't they? It, I, I, it'd be hard for them to top it. Um. Uh, and again, the surprises, you, you don't really know until the leaks start coming out a week before. Um, I'd be interested to to know, see more of uh, God of War, is it? God of War. Must mm. um, I really, really like the, the God of War series, and it's, it looks completely different than it. Um, I don't know if it's coming out this year. Probably not, but um, that's one I'm going to be interested to see for sure. The guy that I mentioned that I was watching on stream, uh, where I got all of Horizon Zero Dawn spoiled for me, he's actually working on the new God of War game right now. So I'm, oh, wow. I've, uh, I talked to him like a long time ago last year for his Don't Give Up Skeleton episode, and uh, I'm going to try to get him on the show like in and around when that comes out, if he has time and the timing works out or whatever. whatever. So I'm hoping to get some, some insider knowledge. Nice <clears> one. <throat> Cool. Jeremy, would you like to read is the it next my turn? one? It is your turn. This is from our good friend Sean, a.k.a. The Lore Hunter. He wrote, A metric shit ton of interesting games have been coming out lately. As a result, I've played a lot of games, but I've finished very few. I don't keep a list or a formal ranking, but I do like to think about what my favorite game and experience has been this year. Restricting it to games that have released this year, I would hands down put Neo as my favorite game so far. I had a ton of fun with it, but before finishing it, I had to send it on back so I could play Horizon. While I might subsequently send Horizon back to finish up Neo, I'm also looking forward to Prey and considering picking up Nier, so I might not get back to it. And to be honest, I might even be satisfied with what I did play of it. It's weird to be very positive about a game where you've only played half of the critical content, but when you have so little free time and a ton of games, it's easier to be satisfied with a partial experience. So it's a weird situation that I could possibly end up with a game of the year that I've played maybe half of. As far as questions go, do you have any requirements for considering a game one of your favorites of the year, whether it's percent completed, hours spent, etc.? Have you ever put down a game with a large trunk of critical content left but are very positive about it? Also, I put down the Ring City in the Swamp. I have some real problems with it, but mostly there are just too many good things out right now, and I don't want to waste my time being frustrated. So I'll return to it sometime when I can overlevel a character. Maybe, hopefully. <laughs> that says something when Sean is not even fit bothering to finish some Dark Souls DLC. Mm. I've yeah. just reached the swamp as well. So Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're, pretty, you're pretty into it. Um, to answer his question, I don't really have, like, a like I don't... 
I don't consider I don't make I don't have to beat a game to me consider my time being done with it. Um, like I would easily say that Darkest Dungeon was one of my favorite games of 2016, even though I never actually got to the Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> like I just kept playing the normal dungeons. Uh, so like I don't none of that stuff ever bothers me, especially because I'm not I'm not reviewing in an official capacity. I very rarely write opinion pieces other than you know snarky stuff on Twitter. So like I don't. <laughs> this podcast is pretty much my only outlet for that stuff. And it's just that it's just my opinion. So it's, you know, I have a full-time job. I do a bunch of podcasts. I have a wife, you know, I, I like to go out on the weekends, So I, I don't have time sometimes just to finish every single game that I start. Although I do try, but yeah, I just don't have enough time of the day. What about you, Dan? Do you, do you, do you make yourself finish games? I used to, I used to, and then kids come along and time, mm-hmm. time gets short. Um, I've got I've got a load of games that, that need finishing. Dishonored to Deus Ex. I say say that I'm going to go back one one day, but but like you, you know, you you get to a certain point and you think I'm just going to play what I want to play. I'm not going to play what I think I should play. So I've just played Bloodborne again. <laughs> um, I, I think um, I think certain games. I think you should complete them to if you if you're going to give a critical opinion you know like a review or or a game list game store games like uncharted for example i think you need to complete it really to be able to give a, a an opinion on it on the total game um games like like you say like darkest dungeon there's no need to do it rocket league there's no need to 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 finish all the leagues to be able to give a good opinion so it, it differs from game to game i think I can get behind that. And also, sometimes when you see a reviewer hasn't finished a game, that almost tells you something right there. Like, if they can't even be bothered to finish the game themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Cliff? Do you force yourself to finish games? Uh, Absolutely not. (laughs) No, no, absolutely (laughs) not. Uh, I'm the same as Dan. Obviously, two kids now, very little time. So I'll only stick to a game if I'm really feeling it. Like I did, Resident Evil 7 came out, I just put all my time in all my spare time to finish that neo came out i played it got the um got rid of it you know i'm not messing around i don't have time to give a game too much time for me to maybe like it if if i'm not feeling it it's 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 gone especially where i'm renting games now so i don't even have to worry about spending all that money on them so if i don't like them they're just instantly gone next game round but that's the problem. Like I've got the at the moment. Obviously, I've got Zelda. I've got Near. Uh, Little Nightmares is coming out at the end of the month. Ugh, there's I've got a lot of games that I'm really enjoying, and I've they're all quite big. So yeah, yeah. Between I mean, Near, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Zelda. Like those are three massive, huge open world games that I and I've bought all three of them because I'm a dummy. So like I can, <laughs> at any time I could be playing any of those games. And man, it's it's real easy to get sucked into one or the other. So yeah, yes, very true. Dan, I think you're up next on the questions. Okay, um, Chris at Baller Swag Sword. Anyone else still playing Neo? I'm three missions away from completing New Game Plus, but the difficulty ramp has surpassed my capabilities. Not a big fan of grinding levels, but I'm so close I probably will. I really love New Game Plus up to this point. First DLC supposedly coming this month too. Neo in New Game Plus. Ouch. 
I've not played uh, Neo. Well, I've not bought it. I played the the alpha and the beta, and and I am going to get it at some point. Um, it looks fantastic. Um, it's just not got round to it yet. Yeah, I, de- I, I definitely say give it a try because if you can get into it, 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 there is a very good game there. I just it's too frustrating for me. I didn't I didn't have the skills to be able to play that game, but it is a good game. But just too hard for me, anyway. <clears throat> that's a, that's another one I will eventually go back to. Um, I, from what I played of it, I really enjoyed it. I just, I needed, um, I just, I, I just, that need, that's going to be a downtime game for me. Like I'm going to pick it up one day and be like, okay, nah, for some reason it clicked. I'm going to spend forty hours playing with it all, all at once. So hopefully, you know, but I'll it, get back to it eventually. But I, yeah, I probably definitely won't go through it at New Game Plus or or whatever. Like that just seems crazy to me. Mm. That's why I was talking to Carl about today, actually, because obviously we played through the Ring City, and I said obviously I needed something to clean my palette after playing that, and I'm playing near. And he basically did the same thing. He said, yeah, I've basically been playing through Automata as well after the Ring City. And he said, yeah, it's an absolutely good palette cleanser for that. It's just so much better. <laughs> I, I did that after um, after playing a ton of Bloodborne with my uh, with my mates. Um, I, needed, I needed something away from that style yeah. of game. That's why I didn't go for Neo. I... I went for horizon you know i saved saved my money and time and went for that and i'm glad i did to be honest because i'm uh like i said i'm quite enjoying getting back into dark souls now after after that nice break don't know how long it'll last but we will see i'm into it yeah it definitely um it's definitely good to take a break from souls style yeah, games definitely. every now and then because they are they can be quite pr- punishing on your 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 will to live uh yeah right uh next one's me uh this is from shinobi to the cosmos at daft shinobi uh only played about 20 minutes of the ring sitting i just can't be asked i like the big ghost things i hate the endless mobs and unrelenting bollocks knowing there's multi-health bar bosses just makes me think nah not interested also also, after playing Neo so much, the combat is just not as fun. Hmm. Final note, Mass Effect is good. I've had little to no bugs in it. Animation is a bit over-animated and sluggish prior to the recent patch. It was never bad. The story isn't as good as previous games, but it is a solid, decent game. <sighs> well... I'm glad that he likes he, he he likes Neo's combat. Yeah, it was nice mm. to hear your opinion on uh, Mass Effect. I feel like this mm. week specifically, having uh, nobody on the cast talking about Mass Effect or Persona Five, we're we're missing the we're missing some of the zeitgeist. But yeah, <laughs> I just I can't I can't justify buying a you know by all accounts a hundred plus hour JRPG in Persona no. Five or by all accounts a sixty hour sci fi space drama open world game like Mass Effect when I have three of them sitting on my hard drive right now. So yeah, those games are just gonna have to you know. They were they were both on my rental list to get day one, and I thought, right, Mass Effect, too big, that's got to go. Oh, Persona Five, that's even bigger. No, that's going to have to go as well. So I just binned them off because I knew I wouldn't have the time to play them, which is a shame. But yeah, oh dear, excuse me, Jeremy, would you like to read the last one from some geezer called Josh? 
Oh, did somebody? Did we get somebody added in? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I think um, he must have dived in and added it himself. <laughs> like literally right now. I hadn't seen this until a, just now. He's such a stealth <laughs> he's ninja. So, he's actually he's sneaky. He sneaked in the notes and added a note himself. He's so funny. Actually, solid. <laughs> um, Josh, the morbidest of beards, asked, um, "How would you sum up the complete Metal Gear Solid story to your mother-in-law without her getting bored, stupid?" <laughs> I'm talking key points, characters, Liquid Ocelot's arm, the whole lot, without using Twin Snakes as a crutch, if you please. Uh, I, I'm almost afraid to ask this, but like, what's the deal with Liquid Ocelot's arm? <laughs> like, the only Ocelot I know is like the dude from Metal Gear Solid Five. So. <clears throat> Basically, Revolver Ocelot and Liquid Snake, two different people. Liquid got killed. His arm got attached to Ocelot, but possessed him okay, so out. he became I'm liquid out. ocelot <laughs> josh uh, the, the, the answer to your question is it's impossible cliff can even explain one part of that to me without me getting bored so your mother-in-law is screwed the, sorry it's really bad that i could probably sit here and run down the whole entire timeline yeah basically computers taking over the world computers bad break the computers everyone now free there you go job done 10 seconds <laughs> uh cool right that is ow i've just pulled the earphone out here that really hurt don't do that at home kids my god that hurt oh <laughs> that really hurt don't do that yeah, that's not that's not yeah, fun don't do that <laughs> i like i swung my hand around caught my cable and it just pulled the headphone out of my head uh yes so anyway that is the end of episode 53 thank you to everyone writing in and well done josh for sneaking in and typing that without us even noticing you sneaky monkey um dan thank you very much for coming on it's been a pleasure having you on so you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, this has been this has been a delight, and you are. I'll, I'll extend the invitation. You're you're welcome anytime. Oh, it's very very kind of you. I've never never done a podcast before, so I was quite nervous, but I did enjoy it in the end. <laughs> oh, it's fun. You just talk nonsense into a mic, and then like two weeks go by, and somebody <laughs> calls you on it. And you're like, I don't even remember saying that. I don't remember <laughs> Sorry. Saying <it>. <laughs> <laughs> and when you've got views like mine, people call you on it all the time. <laughs> uh where can people find you on tinternet dan where you'd like them to find you anyway <laughs> oh where would you like them to find me um at, at global mega dude um i have a youtube channel which has got two subscribers my nine-year-old nephew and jeremy you yourself excellent um <laughs> i don't put any videos on there other than dark souls and bloodborne boss fights and it's just a way of archiving cool moments for myself there's nothing else but uh, that's it yeah Google cool. mega dude cool cool jeremy where can the people find you i'm sure they probably know you can but... find me at jg greer on twitter um if you like hearing me talking to a microphone you might also like some of my other podcasts i've got one related to dark souls called don't give up skeleton i've got one related to x-men called days of future cast and one related to the TV show Supernatural called Monster of the Week, which is, I don't know, if you want to talk about hunks, come come see us at Monster <laughs> of the Week. Because that's what we do is talk about hunks and is it okay to have sex with a werewolf or not? Um, it's, it's definitely not. 
so yeah, you can find the links to all that stuff on uh, darkinsight.net. Just click the host tab and find me, and that's got links to everything there. Or on Twitter, I retweet that stuff all the time. So at JG Greer. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Cliff underscore Goldsmith. Uh, you can find me YouTube, which is Decrepit Gaming. All old stuff on there at the moment. Hopefully, I'll get back into that when the baby starts sleeping a bit more. Uh, and that's about it, really. So, uh, yeah. Thanks again for everyone for tuning in. It's been a bit of a shorter one this week, which is good. I like to keep it under two hours. Everyone knows that because everyone goes, oh, Josh always mentions it. Josh is always calling me out about the two-hour stuff. (laughs) 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 Love you, Josh. Uh, So, yeah, thanks for everyone tuning in, and I will say adios for now. Later. Bye-bye.